Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT. Here's a question for you. Besides being pretty expensive, when it comes to their homes, what do Bruce and Jeannie Nordstrom, Bill Gates, John Nordstrom, Paul Allen, Larry Ellison, and many other discriminating homeowners throughout the U.S. have in common? The answer is that they all hired today's guest, Steve Lopes Blacksmith, to forge custom metalwork for their homes. When I mention custom metalwork, I'm referring to things like custom-made door hardware, custom-made lighting fixtures, custom railing for your stairs, and other artisanal metalwork created by a skilled craftsman. When metalwork is added, it can completely change how we and our visitors experience our home. This is artwork that does more than just hang on a wall, like a painting, or sit quietly in a corner, like a sculpture. Custom metalwork doesn't just look amazing in your home. You get to use it every day. Custom architectural metalwork can best be described as functional artwork. Today, Steve will help us to understand what goes into creating custom architectural metalwork and why including it in your home should be an important part of making the home you live in one of a kind. Steve, thanks for being on the show. Well, I'm happy to be here. And I look forward to seeing what we'll t what we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. So let's just start with uh, kind of like what's possible. So could you explain to the listener, Steve, um, what are some of the architectural features in the home that instead of taking something off the shelf, they could be custom made um, by a blacksmith? And and also, can you talk about what kind of metals you primarily work with yeah uh it's it can be pretty much anything it sometimes projects will develop over a period of time where you're initially like i think of one job we did on bainbridge where we were just going to do some front door hardware uh the guy got so excited um that he ended up spending uh, about $150,000 on, on metalwork in his house because he had no idea. And we ended up doing light fixtures, door hardware, cabinet hardware. Uh, we did some really fun uh, patinas in his powder room uh, on some thin metal, uh, like uh, gold leaf and copper leaf and things like that. Wow. Uh, and you just with a design process like that, you hopefully you gain people's confidence in uh, your ability to come up with uh, unique ideas and, you know, uh, make them happen. So uh, the metals we use are mostly like bronze and copper steel. Uh, we do, uh, I've been using some fused glass lately and some things. 
Uh, there's a guy here in Port Townsend that does a nice job with some fused glass elements. Uh, leather sometimes will be used. Uh, you know, it's uh, it doesn't have to all be like black metal, in other words. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when you say fused glass, are you talking about slump glass where it's it's poured into the the um, mold or is that something different? Uh, well, it'll be layers, layers of glass and like we'll make the form to, depending on the shape we want. Uh, and then uh, the guy who does it, he takes it up to a certain temperature where it starts to move into the shape uh, we want. But it might be, you know, like 30 or 40 layers of like eighth inch glass, maybe an inch, an inch wide, eighth inch thick. And they're all fused together. The, the edges of the glass when he cuts it might be wavered. And uh, so it adds a certain, you know, life, liveliness to it. Uh, understanding the kind of things you can do with, with things like glass or leather or metal uh, helps your design palette, I guess the word is, you know, where you can introduce things where people are like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, knowing your craft well and then knowing what is available to you uh, to basically, you know, we're, we're trying to impress our client and the clients are trying to impress their friends, you know, <laughs> and they, they love the beauty of their home and they're, they're want something beautiful. It's all about beauty and the bottom line. That's a great way to put it. Uh, hearing you talk about the glass, I worked on a project with a uh, a glass artist, and uh, we were creating for a countertop a slump glass uh, look. And uh, what we what we did was we wanted it to be like you're walking in the shallows along the beach, so yeah. you can see down through the that that water. And you'd see seashells and rocks and things like that. So we collected the seashells, cleaned them up in the uh, rocks, and we laid them in and poured the glass over. And I got so many compliments. Yeah, It's like taking something that could almost be overlooked, like the countertop, and turning it into a painting. It's just so cool. Yeah, and that, that's what you want when people walk in. When you're when you're finally done with your project and, you know, they're, they're the homeowners in for the inspection or whatever, you want them to walk in and go, oh, my God. Exactly. You know, and it's the same like with the glass, like we've worked a couple of projects with uh, Steve Shabagli and at, at Seattle uh, Glassworks. And, you know, it's it's the same thing. I mean, people want have come to us because they've seen our jobs. They've seen what we were able to do for other people. Uh, and they've come to us and said, hey, what can you do for me? You know, and this is the kind of house we have in mind. It might be a French feeling house. It might be something very modern. Uh, it might be uh, craftsmen, uh, you know, green and green uh, inspired. It, it just depends. And it's, it's up to us as artists and designers to execute you know, the plan, so to speak. Yeah, well said. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about something that um, 
I think will resonate with you. And that's just lack of um, lack of builders engaging with uh, blacksmiths and metal fabricators. So according to the National Association of Home Builders, last year, one million single family homes began construction. So in 2022, there were one million single family homes that went under construction. Having been in the industry for some time, you've been in it for some time. What are the chances, Steve, that a a high percentage of those homes will include custom metal work? Probably not real high. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate to say it. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of builders. Uh, I have among my friends, I've got, you know, several friends that are, uh, have their own companies, uh, construction companies. And, uh, Sometimes it's just, it's all about the bottom line. You know, you'll, you know, one of my friends might call me and say, Hey, I've got a railing allowance of 2,500 bucks. Can you do anything for that? Uh, Most of the time I probably can't. I'll just send them to like, go to a, go to a welder who's, you know, give you, you know, two square tubing and it'll be, it'll be fine for what you're looking for. Most most builders are not educated in in higher design. Um, they don't have that opportunity to develop maybe some of their skills uh, because they're they're so pressed to do a three bedroom two bath home for you know two hundred fifty dollars a square foot or whatever the current range is these days, um, and and it's going to be tough to get some nice metal work in there, but it is possible. I mean, you know, I had a couple here in Port Townsend that, that, you know, it wasn't anything special, but they just said, Hey, we, we saw a light fixture you made. Could you make us a dining room light? And we've got, you know, 3,500 bucks to spend. What, what could you do for that? And I like a good challenge and, you know, we were able to pull that off. Um, and they were happy and I was happy. And, uh, you know, sometimes the challenge is on you uh, to come up with something that maybe isn't so blacksmith because that's that's all labor and that's where my costs are. Uh, but if we can do something uh, maybe with doing a lot of it cold instead of forged, um, I have, there's an architect I do a lot of work with in Lake Tahoe and he had a, he called me up and he said, "Hey, I got a ra- I got like thirty five feet of railing. I got twenty grand to spend. What can you come up with?" Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a good challenge and a and a good result happened from it. They everybody was happy. I was happy and I liked the challenge of coming up with ideas that you know aren't you know these tour de forces so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So since you mentioned that, I, I will um, just kind of touch on kind of the difference between what you do and the difference between um, what the company I work for, uh, AGS Stainless, does. So when I do my architectural training courses, we're a certified um, continuing ed uh, provider for the American mm-hmm. Institute of Architects. I like to lay out for architects that they have choices when it comes to 
right. work on their on the homes they're designing. So when it comes to railing, there are definitely projects where what you really want is and what the client wants is an original work of art. And that's where the local fabricator, the blacksmith really are going to shine because they can do things that will never be found on another home. Companies like AGS, we're building railing, but we um, really specialize in offsite fabrication, so modular construction. So what we're what we're not providing is every possible thing you could imagine. We will we will build it for you because that would go against the value proposition. So to provide right. the best va value for the client, we're standardizing. So we're providing a very high uh, level of quality, a very reasonable product cost for what's being delivered but that's different so the architect when they're looking at the projects they're deciding they have choices there's going to be projects where the client says i do care about the cost i do care about how long it takes to get it fabricated and installed i want to move on to the next project there's going to be other projects where those things are still relevant but what's really driving it is the desire for the homeowner to have an original work of art and that's the kind of work that you're doing. Am I correct on that, Steve? Yeah. And uh, just to kind of say, like, if there's somebody out there who's thinking this, don't be afraid to ask. It, it doesn't hurt to ask, like, you know, well, we're not, you know, fabulously wealthy, but we, we'd like a front door piece or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Everybody, you know, going back to what you're talking about, how people spend their money, every, everybody draws a line somewhere. I mean, I've, I've worked for some very wealthy people and even they'll just say, yeah, yeah, we don't, we want to, we don't want to go that far, <laughs> you know, and I, and I will, you know, sometimes I'll do some sketches and I'll say, you know, this is the crazy one, uh, <laughs> but it'll be really cool when it's done. And, you know, it's like fishing, you know, sometimes you, you catch a big, nice 30 pound king and the other times you catch a eight pound king. It just depends on uh, what you're doing. Uh, we're going to be doing a railing the first of the year that'll be probably the most expensive railing per foot I've ever done. Uh, but, you know, we we worked it through. We worked on the design. Uh, I did a, a mock-up forum of what I was talking about. And they, the couple came over and uh, they were just blown away and they go, we got to have this. Oh, I love it. You know, so, and I tell people, I, my goal in life is not to spend your last dollar. I'm not, I don't work <laughs> that way, you know, my goal. Well, that's a good life, thing to put on your business card. <laughs> My goal in life, I like to make things. I like to make beautiful things. And if we can come to an agreement with an interior designer or a client or an architect that, you know, this will be good, uh, then I'm, I'm more than happy. You know, uh, I just, I just want to make sure, you know, the job is fun for everybody. I've, I've done my share. We, we all have war stories about some of the clients we've had were, you know, uh, it can, that could get pretty squirrely sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, I finally figured out some people, you know, they've gotten to their station in life because they're very aggressive. Uh, they push hard and they've been really successful financially, but they, they treat everybody kind of the same way. And I like, 
I think of this one guy, uh, I, I won't, I definitely won't name names, but you know, we had this kind of adversarial relationship for a while. And I finally, you know, he says, well, I want a contract. And I, I said, look, I work on a handshake. If you want a contract, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be one page and it's going to say, I will do this, uh, this job. I'll do it to the best of my ability. Uh, you, you will pay me every month with every billing. And if you, you can stop this anytime you want and inform me that we're, our services are no longer required and I can do the same for you. And he was like, Oh, I gotta be nuts to sign this. I, go, well, I, don't care. I don't care if you sign it or not, to be honest with you, I trust you and I trust your wife. And I think once we get past this and you start seeing some of the work show up that you'll be really pleased. And, and in the end, it was a year and a half long project. And in the end, he was really, really happy and, you know, kind of apologized a little bit for some of his behavior, but uh, it, would I tell like younger blacksmiths or, or other people in business, especially in the custom, you know, whether you're doing custom tile work or, or stainless railings or blacksmith. And it's like, you have to put time in with your client and their mm-hmm. team. and you have to be a team player. I, I don't want to go walk into a meeting and be an arrogant jerk. Uh, you know, like, well, I'm here and now the world shall stop. You know, <laughs> I just, I want to find out what's going on. What are you after? Um, like, do you want to walk into your foyer and have, say, if it's a railing, do you want to have people just go, whoa, or are you going to have really expensive works of art on the wall? And that's what you want mm-hmm. to, to be the solo, if you will. Right. Maybe, maybe my job is to be the rhythm section, you know, to set up the solo. And, Some understated elegance. Yeah, yeah. Like if you take the time to look, you'll go, oh, wow, look at that. They, yeah. they really thought about this. But it doesn't immediately jump out at you. You know, the Mark Chagall painting is what jumps out at you or something like that. So, yeah, it, it's good to know your place uh, in, the, in the design scheme of things. Uh, you know, it isn't always... Uh, about you (laughs) kind of thing. So I I try and find out what's going on. And like I say, I spend a lot of time with my clients. I draw a lot. Uh, I I went to the UW art school uh, and uh, I learned, I I thought I knew how to draw, but I really learned how to draw in in art school. And and that's helped me out a lot on client uh, meetings uh, and things like that. So Spend your time with your client, you know. Great advice. In case you're just joining us, uh, this is Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us is Steve Lopes, blacksmith extraordinaire. So, Steve, in that last little piece, you talked about walking in, you're sitting down, you're talking to the clients, you're talking to the other project team members. It's that collaborative design effort. Um most of the time, I know for us, when our railing is included in a project, most of the time it's because there's an architect involved. Because the architects understand functional and functional artwork. So just like you're going to use uh, a um, non-appearance grade two by sixes for the studs in the walls, 
because as long as they do their job strength wise nobody's ever going to see them again you're not going to do uh appearance grade uh two by sixes in the walls you're right. going to save that extra money for the the clear fur trim that goes around the windows and doors yep. and things so when you are being um when you're working with your clients you're working with their partners there are architects that understand the visual impact that adding custom metal work to a home brings we experience it i know that you do it's yeah. also the same with some custom builders for the for the architects or custom builders who aren't working with a, a a blacksmith or a local fabricator can you talk a little bit about how partnering with architects and builders how you're able to help them create a better finished product for their clients and also i want the clients the, the consumers to hear this because there's nothing wrong with the consumer saying to the architect where can i include custom metal work in this design so can you talk a little bit about how you help architects and and builders deliver a better product for their client yeah uh so let me i'll go back in my history a little bit um I've always been a builder. I, I started out with tree forts when I was, you know, seven years old uh, and have worked on from there. But when I was in high school, uh, I had a chance to work summers uh, in Los Angeles, California, uh, with a graphic designer uh, fellow named uh, Nicholas Can, who's just brilliant. And uh, through him, I met uh, some other designer, uh, types, you know, and I'm, I'm like 15 years old, 16 years old, but there was a man down there. He's a furniture designer, a modernist guy, uh, named Hendrik Van Keppel. And he was, you know, I was 15, 16. He was probably 70, 75. Of course I'm 72 now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, these guys, they gave me things to do and gave me responsibility and engaged me in the whole design process that they themselves were involved with, with their client. And they were able to communicate with me the things that they were looking for and expecting out of me. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was getting, basically I was getting really advanced training in design and execution at a pretty young age. Uh, when I went to the University of Washington, you had to get in the art department, you had to bring a portfolio. And I went into their graphic design originally. Uh, and the guy that uh, I had to interview with was like, holy smokes. <laughs> he says, your portfolio is better than mine. Wow. <laughs> and it was... it. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that I was given a lot of things because I was able to do what they asked. You know, that's that's a major challenge. And in a sense, that's kind of where I'm in the boat I'm in today is and you are probably, too. And, and these top end architects is, you know, you think of the local the local guys or the Seattle guys, like there's Stuart Silk and AOME Architects and uh, Olson Kundig and these guys, I mean, 
they're at the pinnacle of their game because they have a reputation of designing and delivering uh, really uh, superior uh, projects. And as long as you can keep doing that, uh, and you'll get you'll get work. I mean, you know, AOM, AOME, we're going to be doing this project with them. Uh, they have a wonderful reputation. They're very open. They're, they communicate well. Uh, they, they like the custom work. They're, they're willing to be educated, and they like to educate. And let's face it, we never stop being educated. We shouldn't. So, yeah, we shouldn't. And so, like, when I get a job or somebody will call, you know, I I try and educate them as much as I can. And, you know, some of the questions sometimes were, you know, are, you know, like, well, how much are you willing to spend on this? Which is always, it's, that's the bottom line kind of thing. But, you know, educate them. Say, well, I can do, I can do things like this for this amount of money. And I can do things like this for this amount of money. But let's not focus so much on money. Let's, let's focus on what you're trying to achieve here in your house. And sometimes things get bogged down, you know, like people are freaking out about how much everything's costing. And I'm like, well, you're building a 16,000 square foot house. You know, why don't you build a 8,000 square foot house and spend the money on the things that you'll really enjoy? which is custom metal work. And instead of having 40 feet of railing, maybe have 25 feet of railing and uh, things like that. Um, That's a great way to, um, to explain that, whether it's 16,000 down to eight or eight down to four. Yeah. Um, I've had a few guests on who've just talked about the fact that you can have a more enjoyable space oftentimes if it's smaller than what you're thinking. And yeah. I've had guests come on and say, you know, we're we're fighting with the clients to try to tell them you don't need a house the size you think you need. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it, and especially if they are wanting, you know, nice appointments to the house, like a, you know, like you say, uh, maybe a, a poured glass uh, countertop that's, that's lit with LED lights and, you know, different, you know, custom lighting throughout uh, and things like that. Well, you know, if you're, if you're filling up a 4,000 square foot house, you can afford just about anything for that house. If you, if it's 16,000 square feet, you know, uh, your flooring bill alone, you know, is going to be ginormous. And, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a, a subcontractor. I'm, I have my opinions on design, but, you know, sometimes they're not always welcome. You know, I, you know some architects are like, oh, you're stepping on my toes. And I go, you're right. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll back off here. <laughs> I like it. You, they, the, the architects who are well-respected, just like you mentioned, uh, Olsen Kundig, Tom Kundig is going to be speaking at the uh, Custom Residential Architects Network Symposium next month in Salt Lake wow. City. So, all the architects who primarily design uh, residential properties. We look forward to this conference every year, so we'll get to hear him speak. Oh, hey, so awesome. I want to I want to change it up just a little bit, <clears throat> Steve, and get into the process. And I want to just remind everyone: um, please take a few moments and go to Steve's website, 
stevelopesblacksmith.com. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Because he's got great images. The images that you see are only a fraction of the projects he's done. Again, we're talking about artwork that you get to use every day and how even if your builder does not mention mention to you uh, a custom architectural metalwork, you should bring it up and sh share with him Steve's contact info because it can completely change the visual impact of a room. And I wanna get into that a little bit more with you, Steve. So I know you said that not everything has to be forged, so maybe you can talk a little bit about the forging process. How does that work? It seems, it sounds labor intensive. Is that the case? Oh yeah, it can be, especially if somebody has a penchant for, you know, French Renaissance or <laughs> design, things like that. But basically it's, it's, it's as old as history, you know, uh, people sitting around campfires with stones beating on, uh, iron ore that fell out of the side of the hill, but uh, I, we use uh, propane furnaces. Uh, they're they're about a foot in diameter. Um, they metal is if it's steel, it's heated to about twenty one hundred degrees. Wow. Uh, we use uh, both, you know, arm power, uh, which is why my right arm doesn't work so well anymore. But. <laughs> my doctor said you have a 500 pound anvil a four pound hammer and your right arm what do you think is going to fail first <laughs> <laughs> so we have two uh fairly large forging hammers in the shop with assorted dies and swedging tools and uh you know so i design these days with a lot more in mind using these forging hammers once once fairly large it's about uh, 23,000 pounds. Uh, the other one's about 9,000 pounds, but it can move metal rapidly. Uh, and we use a lot of different texturing dies uh, uh, that we can use under the forging hammer. We can also use some closed form dies, which will form, you know, like balls in the middle of, uh, say, a, a forged uh, picket on a railing or something like that. Okay. Or, some kind of design that we've come up with. Like uh, I had a job in New Mexico where they had a really wonderful uh, Navajo blanket, uh, chief's blanket collection. And uh, so we used a lot of those wonderful Navajo uh, geometric shapes uh, as part of uh, the railing and uh, hood, range hood and light fixtures. We used a lot of that graphic elements that you see in the in the blankets that the weavers did. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, be inspired by what's inspiring them, and uh, and that was a really fun job. And I like I like the challenge of that. Uh, so yeah, you make these dies. A lot of times we have to make the tools for the job that we're doing because I'll do something dumb, like design something that nobody's seen before. And so we just got to come up with the, the tooling for it. But that's the wonderful thing about blacksmithing is you can make your own tools. So that is so cool. So again, um, I encourage all listeners to go to Steve's website because you'll see the pictures and it will really help this discussion come to light. Uh, Steve, let's move on. I, 
I know there, as you started off explaining, there are a lot of different components in the home that could be custom made for the home. So there's lighting elements instead of just uh, something that comes <coughs> from the big box store. Uh, you can have the local uh, fabricator create custom lighting for you that can uh, that they can integrate something unique. Um, I've had uh, custom lights made where I had the um, the shape of the light was styled after other elements that we had included in the property, and that we took that same style and carried it on into the door hardware. So there's some cool stuff you can do with lighting. We've talked about railing a little bit, uh, hood systems. So when you walk into a beautiful kitchen and they got that awesome gas cooktop, a hood system is a great place to do some really unique things. And I'm hoping that you, you might share just a little bit with us about some, maybe some cool things you've done with hood systems. But before I have you do that, I just want to use this as an opportunity to encourage all the listeners to recognize that one of the best ways to improve indoor air quality is by making sure that you turn on the um, the range hood or the uh, OTR over the range, the Microsoft, the microwave exhaust fans. You turn them on and leave them on all during the time you're you're cooking. You may not recognize this, but the amount of particulates that are dispersed through the home during that brief period of cooking times, one, two, three times a day, is so significant that the uh, American Lung Association says it could be a it could be a a, a, a factor in causing asthma or even lung disease. So again, it's very important to think about not just keeping your home warm, <clears throat> so sustainable, uh, securing the envelope so that the the warm air isn't just trans transpiring outside. That's all important. But it's also really important to take a look at the indoor air quality in your home. And there's some great places to find more information on uh, vents, hood systems, things like that. So, uh, Steve, have you worked on any um, uh, hood systems in the in the past? Yeah, uh, actually, we've done quite a few of them, uh, especially in the last five years. And I think it's just because people saw them and went, oh, where do I get one of those? You know, so uh, word of mouth, you know, but yeah, we've done something as simple as taking um, an existing hood that was, you know, manufactured, I think in Texas or something like that, and just texturing up some uh, copper, some thin copper, like 24 gauge copper or something like that, and doing a texture over it, the whole surface, and then just cladding it over the existing hood. You know, just to do a fairly simple change. Um, we've done some hoods uh, like that house in New Mexico where the band around the bottom had had this kind of uh, cross and knife blade kind of texture, which we found on one of the blankets. So we made a die for that. So the bottom uh, band had this texture on it. And then the upper part, was just kind of lightly textured steel, kind of like what you'd 
see when if you're doing sheetrock and you get that they call it orange peel but with metal when you break up the surface you you deflect the light a lot and i think it makes metal a lot more interesting when you do something to the surface of the metal than just keep it you know just smooth uh but yeah um we've done some that were pretty heavy like 500 600 pounds they had a lot of things on them Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, lake tahoe seems to have the a lot of these kind of massive hoods uh you know 10 feet tall 12 feet tall but we've done some small ones too i mean they don't all have to be these huge you know statement things yeah it depends on the house yeah it depends on the customer it depends on the design style, all those things. But that's kind of where you come in in terms of working with the client to kind of identify what they're after. And then you're working with them to create something that fits their needs. Is that an accurate yeah. statement? Yeah. And making them aware because, you know, they don't do this for a living for the most part. Right. Um, and we do. So uh, again, I mentioned earlier, uh, mock-ups like, okay, so you've got a high ceiling in a kitchen and they're saying, yeah, well, we want to run the hood all the way up. Well, here, let's get some cardboard and put this thing together, tape it together, stick it on the wall. What do you think now? And, you know, like, uh, you know, people will go, holy smokes, that thing is huge. (laughs) Well, okay. So how you know there are some trick visual tricks you can do to stop people's eye like if there's a large vertical element uh your eye tends to want to just boom, you know run the whole thing up vertically there's some things you can do with some horizontal line or adding some different color like maybe a horizontal band of bronze or copper that'll make your eye stop so it won't visually seem so big if you will mm-hmm. um I, I find that sometimes like in light fixtures when you have a, a really big ceiling like 22 23 25 feet maybe more um a chandelier will it, you know come down into the room and make you not feel so like like a midget you know like you walk into this room and you just like i i'm a very small person <laughs> in a large room and a, a nice chandelier uh, can stop that feeling from happening. It gives you a visual reference in the room, you know. So those are some tricks that I've learned over the years when I'm in in some of these houses. Uh, and and you explain it to people. And again, you know, like use a, get some cardboard and make a mock-up like for a light fixture. And you you just hang it in the middle of the room and you, oh, yeah, I like that. You know, uh, though spend again, spend that, that is cheap time spent cutting ply, plywood or cardboard, you know, and you throw something up there and, and it gives people a look because what you don't want to do is spend, you know, like 10, $12,000 or more on a big light fixture. And you hang it up and they walk in and go, Ooh, uh, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you don't want to surprise anybody. I am on your website right now and I'm looking at door hardware because I love 
uh custom fabricated door hardware yeah i mean you ever been to like an appliance place uh or building material place and they'll have tons of different hardware you'll see hardware that works you know it's the price is less and you yeah. see hardware that looks fantastic the price is more but when you have the hardware for your home custom made by someone who's an expert in um manipulating metal you're going to have something that is just amazing. So I'm looking at some of the examples that you have here, um, Steve, like the the door handle. It's got the lever uh, inspired by classical Japanese kanji. It's got a little grating behind the lever. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, when you're, when you're designing hardware for for doors, latches, things like that, do you enjoy that work or is that just tedious? No, I, I like it. I door hardware is to me, it's like it's kind of like a forgotten design element. You know, I, I think sometimes people in a, they'll they'll get going on their house and they'll say, like, you gotta go over to builders hardware and pull it, pick out your door hardware. Exactly. And they'll go over there and they'll they're overwhelmed. I like my wife, she walks into a place like that. She lasts about five minutes and goes, no, <laughs> not my thing. And, uh, you know, like I've not, I've only been to Europe once. Uh, and we went to Portugal, uh, which is where my family's from. And, uh, the door hardware on these older buildings was just phenomenal. Oh my gosh. I I'm like, God, somebody was paying attention back in those days, you know. Yeah. Was, uh, and it's why we love, I think people love Europe because of its history, of its sense of beauty. Uh, you know, when they build a church over there, it takes them 300 years. And you walk into it and you just sense the presence of God. You know, uh, in, in our country, you know, they throw up a building and, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel the same to me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so with door hardware, it's it's a little like house jewelry. You know, it's like I look at it sometimes like a woman will have just a nice little earring in her ear. Maybe it's a little mm -hmm. stud or something, but it's just it enhances uh, a woman's beauty, if you will. And the same thing can be said with door hardware. It's just it's just a little thing. But when you when you pay attention to it, it's like, oh, man. This feels real good, you know. It, uh, yeah, I I like door hardware. <laughs> yeah, again, hopefully the listeners will get to go on your site and take a look at some of the stuff you've done. So let's talk a little bit about the design process as we start to move towards the end of the interview. I, sh I should have budgeted three hours to interview you, Steve, <laughs> but I only got an hour, so I got to keep moving. Um, can you... Can you help a listener who's listening to you kind of walk through how visually impactful adding some custom metalwork to their home could be? So they're starting to think about that. It, it doesn't even have to be a new home. It could be the home you're in right now. Right. How, how does the process start? How, do you, how would you help this person to take those next steps? They call you up. They're like, Steve, I like what you had to say. I want to get some custom metal work added to my house. How does that process start? Uh, well, I guess 
the simplest is email and or a phone call. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I try and meet with them at some point, uh, if possible, if it's, you know, living in Port Townsend, I can say, Hey, if once you come up, spend, spend a day, uh, you know, you can come eat lunch or, you know, walk around Port Townsend, but why don't you come up and spend some time and I'll show you some things I have. I have, you know, lots of mock-ups and textured plates and all kinds of things, but something you can put your hands on and I'll have a sketch pad and we will talk. And it's kind of like what I said earlier, you know, you just kind of dig in with your client a little bit and, you know, find out what they're looking to do. And, you know, you can be surprised. Like earlier you mentioned, uh, Bruce and Jeannie Nordstrom, who still to this day remain one of my most favorite clients ever. They're just wonderful, nice people. Well, Bruce walks into my shop. I told him to dress dirty because, you know, (laughs) and, and I'm showing him stuff and I, I got him in the fire and he's banging on metal and he's working our power hammer and he left. He had the biggest smile on his face. That's cool. It was, and he said, God, this, I can see why you like doing this. This is really fun. And that's that if you're a client, you want to, you want to get the best out of me uh, or, or anybody who does custom work, you know? Um, And the best way to do that is engage as, as much as you can. If they have a bunch of photographs or things they found uh, online that they respond well to, design wise uh, I, I like the looks of this i don't know why but i like the looks of this that helps me to come up with an idea for that will work for them um my natural bent is i'm i'm very drawn to asian architectural elements uh i really like traditional japanese architecture it's it's very clean but it always has these wonderful little things that you look at and you go, Oh yeah, that is very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, I've worked in pretty much every design uh, milieu you can think of. That's the right word. Um, So yeah, their information, if they bring information to you helps Um, don't be a difficult person to get information out of, Uh, you know, be free with your thoughts uh, and that, and that's just for me. I mean, there's other people that might be way different than I do it, but, um, you know, I just, I want to encourage them to help get the, some, the piece that they go, like if it is a front door hardware or a dining room fixture that they walk in and every day they look at that and they go, Oh, I'm so glad I did that. You know, that is so well said. That's like, <laughs> key really to this kind of detail on your home there's like so many door manufacturers so there's just hundreds and hundreds of door slabs that could be keeping the entrance way to your home protected but by investing just a little bit more you can have something that every person who walks up to your door says wow that is absolutely gorgeous and how would how's that going to make you feel about your home (laughs) i yeah i think it and it isn't gonna 
lessen the value of your home. I mean, anything you put into your home that's beautiful, you know, it's people are going to come in and go, oh, yeah. You know, I like speaking of Europe, I mean, blacksmiths over in Europe and pretty much all craftsmen, they're all busy and they're making things like, you know, table bases or, you know, furniture or, you know, ordinary people will walk in and say, hey, I need I need a little rack for my, you know, six bottles of wine that I have on my kitchen counter. What what can you do for that would be kind of cool for, you know, a wine rack? Um, I, I love little challenges like that. Uh, but most people, it's like, oh, well, we'll just go to Ikea and we'll we'll spend 20 bucks and we'll get something like that. And there, that's certainly an option. And I don't belittle that. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you can get something really cool for, uh, you know, just a little bit of thought and a little bit of more personal enjoyment than just running out to the store to pick something up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of dovetailing that thought, the other thing you get is the backstory. So when you're yeah. when you, the homeowner, are working with the metal worker and they're drawing out from you, <clears throat> okay, tell me what you're looking for. Let's talk about some of the your past experiences. Let's talk about your hobbies. Well, so you you draw out that stuff from them, and then they craft some original work of art for your home. Every time someone comes over to visit and they notice that door, they're right. like, this is beautiful. Then you get to tell the story. Yeah. And they're just not only just enjoying the visual part, but they love hearing how you and the metal craftsmen work together to create this very unique piece of art for your home. It is a total win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're you're creating an experience, you know, if if you will. And and it's and you know, I have a, a good friend who said, you know, life is all about relationships. And a lot of these clients that I've had, they're they become my friends, you know, uh, over the years, because we get we get so intimately involved with the project, and uh, they'll come by, you know, even twenty, thirty years later, people will be out to Port Townsend, uh, and they'll swing by and they say, "Hey, we just wanted to see how you're doing and what you were doing and this and that," and it it's so nice to see them, you know, and uh, I, that's just the way I treat life you know uh life is rich if you want to make it rich and uh i choose to make it rich and and hopefully with as much beauty as i can produce to get out there in the world because there's plenty of ugly out there we know that (laughs) (laughs) well said so steve uh, i know that you have mentioned pricing like super expensive and not expensive can can the listeners assume that they don't have to be the Nordstrom's family to engage you to help them create some custom metal work for their home. Yeah. But you got to understand it's, it's not going to be cheap either, but it will be rich. I, if I go back to that um, these days, as you know, it's not cheap running a business, especially in Washington state. The, there's a lot of taxes to pay us with our, High propane bill. Uh, propane is very expensive. Uh, insurance has doubled on me in the last three years. Um, so it, I, I don't want to 
encourage people to think they're going to get like this bargain. I'm, you know, I'm not Home Depot. Uh, I'm not even Builders Hardware, but I'm not super. I know plenty of blacksmiths that charge way more than I do. Uh, our shop time right now, if I just mention it, it's 125 an hour. Um, I, I like to think that I can make that, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but I'm not, it's not the most important thing, you know? Uh, I mean, I've, I've eaten hours before and I'll probably do it again. So to, to say your assumption, I mean, have a realistic goal. Like my, one of my sons is a plumber and it's, they're billing their time at 175 an hour right now. And, uh, you know, I should join the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all happy that you're not plumbing. You're not <laughs> custom metal work. And yeah. I appreciate all that you've done for the um, architectural and uh, building industry. So, Steve, look, you've done an awesome job of just sharing with us why a homeowner should consider including custom metal work on either the home they're living in now or the home that they're they're planning their dream home uh how if someone wants to to learn more can you run us through the the contact points again for steve lopes blacksmith well you just yeah that's the website um email is on that website but it's uh s lopes one uh number one uh, numeral one i should say at olipen.com or steve at stevelopesblacksmith.com. And the phone number you can get on the website too. It's 360-385-5448. I used to have an Instagram account, but I was having people, yeah, steal some designs and not acknowledge where they got them. And I got a little frustrated with that. So I stopped doing that. But I ha- I do have a P- Pinterest account. I find Pinterest very uh, socially uh, good back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got some communications with some wonderful Russian blacksmiths. So uh, you can find me on Pinterest. And, Excellent. Uh, or you can come to Port Townsend and knock on my door and say hi. <laughs> and I don't have to live in Port Townsend for you to help me because you've done projects all over the West Coast, haven't you? Yeah. Well, we've we've even done some in London and oh, perfect Hawaii. So <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. No job too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I want to thank you for being our guest today. You, you really helped to make this um, topic of custom metal work for your home just kind of make that relevant. And I think um, more and more people will not be dependent on their builder mentioning it they're gonna they'll bring it up to the builder and say where can we include some custom metal work on our home so thanks again steve you bet have a good if, um you're um missing if you missed any portion of today's broadcast you can download the entire episode as a podcast wherever you get your podcast you've been listening to designing and building your dream home I want to thank our guest, Steve Lopes Blacksmith. I'm your host, KT, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.